Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Erin Flouchet, Kristen Hines, and Camille Adams have been friends for decades. For more than one of those decades, they have explicitly asked each other for help to grow spiritually. In this episode, they allow us a glimpse into their relationship. Listen in to learn how they define accountability, what they have found most helpful, what they will never be able to do for each other, and what they are actually working on right now. Enjoy their conversation. Hi, I'm Camille Adams, and today I'm here with two of my great friends, Kristen Hines and Erin Fluchet, and we are going to be talking about accountability. Um, One thing that I have really learned over the years to enjoy is being surrounded by women who believe in Jesus, who trust Him, who want to know Him more, um, who really encourage me to um, value and prioritize my relationship with Christ. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about on this podcast was how we use accountability to grow our faith in Christ, um, and really to highlight the good work that the Holy Spirit does in our lives when we bring his goodness to each other. So today I want to start by asking what is accountability and why is it important to us? Kristen, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start, um, defining our terms. Um, I think maybe a simple way to talk about it is accountability is a spiritual discipline um, in which we hold ourselves responsible to live a life of an of obedience as an outpouring of our faith, not mm-hmm. to earn anything. Um, mm-hmm. We don't ever want to fall into that trap thinking that we earn our salvation by following all these rules, but um, as a response to our faith and the grace that God has shown us, um, we want to live and be more like Jesus. Um, what we'll talk a lot about today, I think, is how that we bring other people into that process with us. Um, but I think also it starts with holding ourselves accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, want to be in the Word. We want to have, we want to know ourselves and our sin and have kind of goals in mind of ways that we want to grow. Um, we want to pray and repent of things we're struggling with. Um, and we want to always do that remembering grace and mm. um, relying on the Holy Spirit to do that work in us. Mm, that's good. I like that you brought it to the point of it really begins with us and our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the cornerstone of accountability. That's good. Erin, what do you think about accountability? Why is it important? What does it mean for you? Yeah, um, I agree with everything Kristen said, but I also think that it's about knowing that the people in our lives see us as an example of Christ mm-hmm. when they know that we're believers. So just knowing that, it can really serve as a reminder to hold myself accountable to living a life that resembles Christ. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, this is with really everybody you come in regular contact with that could be, you know, being accountable to your husband, to your coworkers, your mm-hmm. boss, your friends, uh, even your children. Mm, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I, oftentimes I don't think about it in the 
in the realm of just people that I bump into every day. And especially I forget most of the time that I am also accountable to uh, being an example of Christ to my children. I know that has come up many times in conversation as I seek to honor Christ with my obedience. Um, So for um, anybody who's a believer, a woman who wants to know Jesus more and follow him closely, what um, what might motivate somebody to seek out accountability? Kristen, for you, what is it that motivated you earlier in your walk with Christ to seek some accountability? Um, years ago, I was on staff with the college ministry here at Christ Chapel, and we were talking about this idea a lot of accountability. And we wanted, it was something we wanted to help our college students in the ministry grow in. And we were, putting together these whole documents to help teach them how to do it. And um, we were calling them triads because we wanted them to be in groups of three, Um, especially for women. We thought more than three might take too long for everybody to talk. (laughs) Um, But, you know, having two other people with you um, to talk through things about on a regular basis. Um, And as we were planning all of this and getting ready to roll it out with our students, I felt convicted that I shouldn't be telling them to do something that I wasn't doing. Mm. And I shouldn't be hyping it up as a great resource in our (laughs) faith and a great thing to do, um, but not also doing it. And um, so then I thought, well, great, let's ask some friends to do it. And at the time, all three of us were serving. I was on staff, but y'all were both serving in college ministry. So that seemed like an easy place to start and just say, hey, you want to do this thing that we're telling all of our students mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening who don't know, Kristen and Aaron and I are still in a triad to this day. Yep. Where we meet mostly weekly for accountability. Um, so if you hear us referencing that, you'll know. We love to hold each other accountable. And it started way many years ago. Erin, <laughs> what does it look like for you over the years to seek out accountability? Well, really for us, it's it's looked different, um, and that's something as you get comfortable with your accountability partners, you can, you know, make those decisions. Like sometimes we've decided to read through the whole Bible together. We've gone over a list of set questions. We've read some other spiritual books together. Um, really, just kind of whatever we're, we're feeling led to do at that time in our lives. So, mm-hmm. yeah, one of the things I think about and comes back to mind often when I'm thinking before meeting with somebody who's holding me accountable is um, years ago when we first started, and we will um, link this document in the show notes, but we had a document that we used to start our things off. And at the bottom of the document, maybe at the top of it, it had us start our time together by doing, saying out loud to each other, Christ alone, not any of my works makes me acceptable to, to God. Um, and so oftentimes for me, when I think about accountability, what motivates me, I have to bring myself back to that point of it is Christ alone that is making me acceptable to God and not my works and not my bringing my sin to you guys and mm-hmm. not you guys encouraging me um, or anything else that I could do actively. It is a constant process of Christ washing me clean and renewing me um, with his grace and mercy. Um, And so that in itself makes me want to be held accountable and makes me even able to and desire to hold somebody else accountable on the same same, uh, flip side of the coin there. And I think you bringing up that 
document the brochure mm-hmm. that we had and still have. Um, I think that brings up, it reminds me, it's hard. It's hard to think about, okay, how do I start asking somebody for accountability? Or, mm. you know, maybe I want to seek it out, but what do I do? Um, because you don't have, it's like, okay, so do you want to meet up for accountability? And then you sit <laughs> down and so <laughs> how did you sit this week, I guess? <laughs> Tell me everything. Um, and, you know, so you just like don't know. But then when you have like, here is this document that has these questions and we're all going to ask them and we're all going to answer them. And we have that explicit permission. You have said, mm-hmm. I want you to hold me accountable, um, whether it's with these questions or I just hear something I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. I've explicitly asked you, please hold me accountable um, to following the Lord and obeying. And there, there is implicit accountability, I think, just amongst believers when mm-hmm. we know, okay, this other person is a believer and here's something I see that's kind of confusing about a way they acted or mm-hmm. we were just in a conversation and they said something mean or, you know, something. Yeah. And just knowing that that person is a believer and I'm a believer, there is an implicit permission there mm-hmm. to say like, hey, what do you think about that? Or I noticed this thing. <laughs> mm. But even that feels awkward. So having sure. this explicitly asked for and given permission mm. to say, here's these questions. Here's something I'm struggling with. I want you to help me. Mm-hmm. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I think. There's a lot more freedom in that. And mm-hmm. you can rely on grace so much more because you know that he's that's a gift from the Lord to be able to have that accountability mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, so there I know there are some hesitancies as we think about accountability, um, or maybe even some obstacles. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about what those might have been for you um as you've thought about accountability over the years? Yeah, um, I know for me, um, just being vulnerable and asking someone to be an accountability partner, like that's a big thing to ask someone. Mm-hmm. You're giving them permission to know you really well, mm-hmm. really deeply, and you're also asking them to let you see into their life as mm. well. Yeah, that is that's vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Yep. And I think, you know, there's also, especially when you're trying to get it started, Mm -hmm. there's also the question of, you know, like, well, it's vulnerable just to ask, Mm -hmm. let alone to then actually be vulnerable with your sin. But to ask and then you get in your head, you know, like, well, what if they say no? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the easy answer to that is you just ask someone else. Like, we build these things up Uh a lot in our head. Mm -hmm. So anyone out there, if you are thinking, I want to do this, and even I want to ask these people, but what if they say no, then... Okay. They yeah, said yeah. No. it's probably not about you. It's probably about them <laughs> right. and you know, maybe their time or maybe they're already doing it with someone else or they're just not at that place in their faith yet. Um mm-hmm. but I was at a conference for part of last week and this kind of topic are um came up on just spiritual health um of leaders especially, but you know, we all need to have this spiritual health and um the speaker quoted um he brought up Galatians 6 too. Um, but I'm going to read 6, 1 and 2. And it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. And then verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. And when he brought that up and knowing we were going to do this, I was like, yes, accountability. <laughs> there it is in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point the speaker was making was, 
no one can help bear our burdens if we don't share them. Mm, And if we're commanded to bear other people's Mm -hmm. burdens, we need to put ourselves out there too Mm -hmm. and offer to help bear burdens and let other people fulfill that command by helping us as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that being like a lot of times I think about the the idea of bearing another burden is like, that's a hard thing for me to do, but also it's hard to ask somebody mm-hmm. to bear your burden along with them. So I can see both sides of that being a, a hesitancy that is easily overcome by remembering that we all have burdens to bear. And I'm not alone in that, and nor are you or you or anybody else. Like that is a gift that God gives us to be able to bear burdens. Um I know practically there are probably some other obstacles as well. Erin, can you talk a little bit about what obstacles like practicality have come up for you? Oh, yeah. We've had many different seasons um, within our accountability group. Um, When life stages change, like going from single to dating to engaged to married to married with one child to married with two children to moving (laughs) homes. Uh, I mean, we've been through all of this. And also... How about 2020 and (laughs) (laughs) living through that crazy year? Um, Yeah, so we've we've dealt with all of that and, you know, maybe didn't meet weekly for however much time. Months. I mean, we've gone long periods of time. (laughs) Don't anybody think that we have been doing this every single week (laughs) without fail for a decade. Right. Because that's not true. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it looks differently. I mean, I know it has looked so different even now than when we first started, but also like if I think about how like I incorporate accountability like with somebody that I work with, like mm-hmm. it can look different in different settings and different life stages and different times of your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not still seeking it out and being intentional about not only living our lives as an outward uh, reflection of our faith, but also being willing, I think that willingness to step into somebody else's life and allow them to step into yours mm-hmm. is the posture that I I want to emulate as um, I go through whatever phase I'm in in my life. So it's good to have the structure and it's good to have the reminder of when it doesn't look like what I thought it was yeah. going to look like, then I can also be flexible and, and shift my perspective. And during during those times where things are changing, a danger that um, I think we can all, I know that I struggled with this was you kind you, you get focused on thinking, you know, I'm relying on these other people for my spiritual mm-hmm. growth mm-hmm. Um, instead of being responsible for my own growth. So even when we're meeting regularly and, you know, talking about these things, I still am responsible for my growth. You two are not responsible for my growth. (laughs) I'm not responsible for your growth. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone out there, if you are starting one of these things, don't put the burden of your growth on someone else. Um, You want to partner in it together. Um, And then especially in times when things fluctuate or change, when we're maybe not meeting, if I'm not responsible for my own growth, then when that group thing changes – what happens? You know, mm-hmm, am right. I still going to be growing or have I just been relying on people for what God is actually doing in me? Mm. I need to be in the word. I need to be paying attention to the Holy Spirit and living with integrity, even and especially in times when I might not be actively engaged in a formal accountability group. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know for me, I have the tendency 
tendency to say, you know, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I don't really want to talk about this serious thing with other people. I want to keep it to myself. I don't need to drag them down. Um, so it really, you know, can take some time for yeah. people like me um, to really feel comfortable enough to really talk about some of the more difficult things. Um, but I've gotten so much encouragement when I do that. Mm. So it's been neat to see that journey through this accountability mm-hmm. accountability yeah. group for me. I agree. I know for me, I get self-conscious that I think to myself, if I bring this sin out to light in front of these other people, um, then they're going to see that sin as something that defines me. Like, that's who I am now. Like, they've seen it. I've said it out loud. Now that's all they're going to see when they look at me. And I know, I know I can combat that with saying, like, that is that is just a lie that Satan wants me to believe so that I would keep that sin in the dark. Um, but it can be, it can be hard. It can be mm-hmm. something that really I struggle with in presenting my sin to somebody else. And, you know, to that note, the other day you brought up something from a long time ago <laughs> that you had struggled with for a long time. We talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And when you brought it up, I was like, I have not even thought, like, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Like, you brought up sin that we talked about regularly mm-hmm. um, for however long and, you know, saw growth in and all of that stuff. And I don't look at you and think, oh, I see Camille's face, but really in my head, I just see a long list of all the sins I know she's ever committed. You know, I don't think about that. And if anything, if I do think about it, it's in the sense of like, oh, remember that? But that's Mm -hmm. not, we haven't talked about that in so Mm -hmm. long because we haven't had to, because, you know, it's so much easier to focus on the growth Mm -hmm. that the Lord has brought than to just look at all the stuff that, you know, used to be a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it it could really seem scary to think about meeting and having someone ask you like this list of really intimate uh-huh. questions week after week. <laughs> yeah, but really, with us, it has never felt scary in that moment or like you know an inquisition. It's really more like you know I'm I trust these people. They're helping me sort through the details of something that I want to grow in. Mm-hmm. So they're just helping me and encouraging me. Yeah, it's not just, mm-hmm. here's a list of all my sins this mm-hmm. week, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is, here's a way I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Help mm-hmm. me grow yeah. in this. Yeah. Not just tell me I did something wrong and not <laughs> to do it again. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there, I know you referenced this earlier, and there are there are some dangers in the way that we approach and think about accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it can be part of those hesitancies are thinking like, I'm going to make a mistake mm-hmm. um, and do something wrong that's going to hurt the relationship or stymie somebody's growth, in which case I, we we can easily say that's not going to be the case mm-hmm. if we're walking into it with a focus on growing in Christ. But do you think there are any mistakes that you have made in accountability? I'll share. I know one, this is, I mean, this can be with us and then just also with I've seen this as a pattern in my life with plenty of other people. Um, a mistake that I'm prone to is to let my comfort win out over mm-hmm. anything hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm comfort, saying mm-hmm, not, yes. because not because of me, but because yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, something yeah. I struggle I with as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it is something I struggle with. One mm-hmm. of my big idols is comfort. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes in accountability, even when you've been given, like we talked about, the explicit permission to ask the hard questions. 
it still feels uncomfortable to bring up something difficult with someone else. And mm. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. So sometimes I don't want to bring something up, even though I feel like I should. Um, but I know that when I don't bring those things up, it's really just selfish mm-hmm. because I might tell myself, I don't want to make them feel bad or whatever, but ultimately I'm really just prioritizing my comfort over their spiritual growth and over even doing the thing that they asked me to do, which is help hold them accountable. Mm. Um, I just prioritize my own comfort instead. Yeah. And I think it works both ways too. Like I might be, I might struggle with the discomfort of, I know that somebody has asked me to ask them that question. And I don't even want to ask it because I don't want to be the one that brings up something hard. Like, not only do I not want to talk about my hard things, I don't want you to talk about your hard things. But it really does boil back down to that idea of it's nice when things are comfortable and things just go along as they have been. But the longer I stay in that mindset, the the less growth that I really have. Mm -hmm. And the less... I'm trusting that there is good fruit at the end of repentance and accountability. Those mm-hmm. are good things that God has built into our lives. Um, so I'm I'm with you on that. Um, so what are some of those good fruits that you've seen as a result of accountability? Well, I think um, I know you asked us this question, but you were sharing something the <laughs> other day about fruit that you've seen that yes. we've seen because we got mm-hmm. to walk through it with you. So mm-hmm. I think you should answer the question you just asked. <laughs> I will. I'll do that thing where you answer your own question. I'm sorry. Um, and it is good. Um, so I had, I had forgotten that for years. Um, I asked you both to hold me accountable for um, my attitude and my tone and the way that I was relating to a family member. Um, I was I was really struggling with that. And I knew that I needed reminders and as I prayed over my time with that person. Um, And now looking back, I know that the expectation that I had walking into that accountability, that y'all were going to ask me about it and knowing that y'all knew that it was something I was struggling with, um, really encouraged me to be steadfast Mm -hmm. and sacrificially loving that person. And it wasn't that you guys asked me the perfect question or (laughs) you said the perfect thing, but the fact that I knew, A, you knew about it and I'd asked you to hold me accountable, and B, that the Holy Spirit was good to put words of encouragement in your mouths to me that um, really helped spur me on in obedience. And now it's great because I have a rather remarkable relationship yeah. with that person um, <laughs> where there's a lot of like mutual, like sacrificial love toward each other. Um, and that's not because I did a great work. It's just because the Lord allowed a lot of growth to happen there. And the Holy Spirit is um, is faithful to producing fruit in those things. Um, so that's, it's a good fruit that I see from accountability. Mm-hmm. And it's fun when you put in the work with each other um, to go through the hard things and see the growth and change. Like another fruit from that besides the growth and change is that we all get to rejoice together. Mm -hmm. We get to praise God because Mm -hmm. we're seeing him work. And when we have different struggles, um, I, I might see the work he's doing in me with my personal struggles, but then when we share different things with each other, mm. I see a different way that God loves and cares oh, and yeah. helps somebody that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen maybe only looking at myself, but because yeah. we're part of each other's lives, mm-hmm. we get to do that together. That's really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
one of the good things I think also is it's not always when I'm struggling with this one or two things, but it's also like when a hard thing has happened and we come together to really encourage each other. Um, so can you tell me about a time when you really knew you needed that accountability and encouragement and what resulted from that? Yeah. Um, I was in a situation where there was some really upsetting conflict with somebody that I'm close to, and I do not do well with conflict. (laughs) It is not a thing I enjoy. Um, And so I talked to my husband about it, and he actually encouraged me to bring it up with both of you. And um, he was like, you need to talk to your triad about it. They're going to help you. And like I said before, it's not always easy for me to bring up hard things or serious things all the time. And so um, I knew I was worrying about the situation and dealing with some anxiety there. But um, I also just needed some advice and guidance Mm -hmm. on how to get through the situation. Um, So, you know, it was, it felt so huge to me, but when I brought it up with y'all, it, really helped calm my nerves and eased that worry and just really gave me so much encouragement because we were able to talk through a biblical response and deal Mm -hmm. with the root of that worry. And that, I mean, just that one situation has just really helped me and it's just been so encouraging. And each time I do that, it just makes it easier and easier to bring up the hard mm-hmm. things yeah. and want to because I've seen, you know, how encouraging that can be. Yeah. Yeah. And I can I can think of times too when someone maybe said or did something hurtful to me. Um, and I knew that I needed to ask for help from other believers to remind me of truth first mm-hmm. um, and to figure out what to say that lines up with scripture or what to do. Um, and sometimes you just need someone emotionally removed mm-hmm. from a situation mm-hmm. to help you see clearly. Um, and I think these are good examples too of, again, accountability isn't just this hard, heavy thing all the time. Sometimes people sin against you right? and you don't want to sin in response. Right. So having people who can be trusted to help you not sin, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, not just stop a certain sin pattern, but not start one or something mm-hmm. um, is a really important part of accountability. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it translates well to those times when it's not necessarily like a built-in structured thing as mm-hmm. well, but when we're like, again, bumping up against people like our spouses or our neighbors or our coworkers or our boss or whatever, that um, it doesn't always have to be that heavy thing that mm-hmm. produces a good sense of accountability. It can be the thing that you say, okay, I have this goal I'm working toward um, in work and I need my colleague to really like help me along with it or encourage me. And so I want to make that known. It's bringing that thing to light Mm -hmm, and allowing somebody else, again, that permission to do it. Um, And so it can be a really encouraging and light thing to do. I know for me also, it can be the hard thing as well. Like There was a time years ago when there was something I really was struggling with, and it was hard, and it felt very dark, Mm -hmm. and it was really impacting my relationship with my spouse. And um, I didn't want to share it again, that (laughs) wanting to keep it in the dark and not bring heavy things to light. Um, But the moment that I spoke those words and said, "This this is a really hard thing, I'm really struggling with these thoughts, and 
I said it out loud, and it was almost just that moment of, wow, I said it, and nothing horrible happened, <laughs> first of all. We didn't get up and leave yeah, right, or yeah. throw stones at you. <laughs> right. Um, but it, like I had built it up to that mm-hmm. idea that, oh, nothing's ever going to be the same after this, and um, they're going to be horrified at my sin. Um, but I was, I was met by truth, yes, of course, truth, but also so much grace and mercy. Um, and because of that, I was able to see that sin for what it was rightly, and I was able to see the hope of moving through that with the Lord and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and by the grace of God, saw growth in that, and that's not something that I am currently struggling with, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, I mean, we see all the time how leaving something in the dark just lets it grow. It gets bigger. It becomes scarier. You know, it's like you wake up in the middle of the night and in the shadows, you know, in the room, there's a huge Mm -hmm. monster in the corner or someone has (laughs) snuck in and is, you know, like about to rob you. And then you flip on the light and it's like, oh, it's just like my chair. Yes. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when we bring things to the light, we see it clearly. We see what we're dealing with. And like you said, just sometimes saying it right out loud, that's that's enough to help it lose its power um, and not be this huge overwhelming thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that often works for me even before accountability with others is knowing that I'm going to have to talk to y'all on Monday about it, (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked about this before, the idea that obedience starts with that resolute decision to just obey without really coming from a place of, adoration or worship. Um, But the more that I walk in that obedience, I can see the growth that we all get to experience as a result of that walking in truth and light. And then I find that I'm moved from that like rote obedience Mm -hmm. to a real worship and adoration of the Lord. Um, And then that becomes my heart softens it becomes the reason that I want to do that because I'm drawn closer to the Lord and my relationship with him grows as a result of that initial, I just need to do this. Mm-hmm. I just need mm-hmm. to obey. Yep. And so often, yeah, your heart, if you wait until your heart is in it, then you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But yep. if you do it faithfully, <laughs> mm-hmm. then your heart is in it. Yeah. And then you want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and then we always bring it back to that phrase you said at the beginning that we used to say at the beginning of every <laughs> triad meeting, Christ alone, not any of my works, makes me acceptable to God because that's what we're trying to do, grow in Christ-likeness. We want to honor the Lord, mm-hmm. um, not earn our own thing or just make ourselves look good, but actually grow and change. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what... Let's talk about some of the questions that we ask each other, because I think it can be helpful as a starting place if you've never formally held somebody accountable to something or been in an accountability partnership or group. It can be helpful to know a starting off point. Mm -hmm. And like we've said many times, a lot of times these are just questions that we know we're we're prompted by the Holy Spirit to say, I'm convicted about this, hold Mm -hmm. me accountable. But let's give each other some examples of what we've done in order to hold each other accountable. One thing um, that's current right now um, in our regular meetings, we're reading a book together and talking about that and, you know, how it applies to our lives and um, if it brings up any ways we want to grow. But then we also 
rather than going through a long list of questions along with that, um, we are just, we each came up with two or three of our own personal individualized questions. Like Mm -hmm. here's something very specific that I want you to ask me. Um, And I actually was just thinking yesterday that um, I have a new one that I was going to tell y'all um, when we met for Triad today, but we're actually doing this. So welcome to Ooh, a peak of our secrets <laughs> of revealed. our Triad um, situation. <laughs> um, so one thing that uh, I have been struggling with that I realized is longer set periods of prayer time um, for other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been easier lately. You know, if someone shares a prayer request, I'll pray for that right away. Or if I think of them throughout the day, I might pray for them. But to have a time where I sit down and just focus on praying for other people who've asked me to pray for them or just who I know need prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of the reason that's been a struggle for me is because I find myself getting overwhelmed with how many people I want to pray for. Um, mm-hmm. and wanting, but I don't want to let that being overwhelmed keep me from praying for them right. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I want to do is I'm going to make like a schedule where on Mondays I pray for these people and on Tuesdays, mm. these people. And that way it's not overwhelming. Oh, I have this huge list. Where do I start? But right. every Monday I pray for this group or these individuals or, you know, this ministry or aspect of my life or whatever, um, and have a schedule. And then um, what I want y'all to ask me, and anybody listening to this, feel oh, free. Yes. You can, <laughs> explicit permission. You can ask me too um, if you want. Uh, I want to ask me next week if I made the schedule. But then after that, just to keep asking me, are you praying for people regularly? Are you following that schedule? Are you um, – and how – is your time in prayer mm-hmm. for people? How How is that going with you and the Lord? Um, and not so that I can check off the list of like, yes, check, check, check. I prayed for these people. But to be a faithful friend to them and to take my request to the Lord, he wants me to do that. And um, I want to be faithful to do that. Mm. So that's just one example of an individual question yeah. that we ask. Mm-hmm. Did you have one too that you? I do, yeah. Um, so we usually meet on Mondays, and today is a Monday. <laughs> so I was getting ready for Monday and thinking about what the Lord had been teaching me, and something I've been thinking about and trying to pray through and read scripture about is this idea that um, God is the author of all life. Like He gave us life, He breathed life into our lungs, um, and God has good, fruitful work for each of us, and. Um, my mom is in the last stages of Parkinson's with dementia. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of her time is spent, um, without any communication. Mm -hmm. And so I've really been struggling with this idea of what does a good and fruitful life look like when you can't Mm -hmm. communicate Mm -hmm. and really relate with people. And I know the belief is there that God has good a good purpose in her life that I don't have to understand. But the question that I was thinking about, I wanted you guys to ask me was, is my attitude while I'm serving my mom and caring for her, is it reflecting the belief that God is good and that he is the author and perfecter of her life? Mm -hmm. Um, Because ultimately that's 
that's where I want my heart to be as I'm walking those steps. But a lot of times it is just that like, I really have no idea what the purpose of me doing this is. Or Mm -hmm. if I'm just sitting here, is this really accomplishing anything good for the kingdom of God? Like, Mm. I want want to know that that truth is not just something I say I believe. I want it to be something that moves me to act in obedience and service toward her. Um, so that's the question. It's a really long question. So y'all can come up with <laughs> a, the short a shorter <laughs> question to ask me about that. But um, yeah, so what it might look like is like, has my attitude been a grumbly attitude as mm. I'm doing some things for her? Or has it been a joyful approach to it? Or have I seen the Lord increase my worship in those mm-hmm. moments when I'm doing it? Um, so yeah, those are that was a question I was going to pose to you guys today. So that we can pose it to you later. <laughs> That's right. And our listeners as well. You can ask me about it. Just don't expect me to answer without like a tear in my eye. So just bring a tissue if you ask me. Sometimes you cry at accountability and it's okay, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's okay. When you start, if you start doing this with your friends, you might cry and that's okay. It's yeah. a safe mm-hmm. place. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when we first started our group, like what, 14 or 15 years ago now, like forever ago, um, we had a set of questions that we asked each other every week. Um, and I actually haven't looked at this list in a few years now, but I'm looking at it now and they still apply oh, yeah. all yes. these many years <laughs> later and are great questions to ask. Um, I'm just going to share just a few of them. There's 12 on this list, but I'm just going to Here's just a few. So one of the questions, and I know this was a big one for us every time we asked it, but it was just, how have you wasted time? Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> it was really awful. hard. <laughs> yep. Every week, that was kind of our, our big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talked about all the, all the ways we wasted time. But I remember specifically with that question, that was one that I thought about throughout the week mm-hmm. and would mm-hmm. catch myself a lot of, oh, I'm wasting time right now. Yeah. Okay. I will put my phone down and go to sleep or, you know, whatever I was doing that was wasting time. Um, Okay. Next question. What have you included in your life that robs you of your desires for Christ? And it's not necessarily, you know, like a sin. It could be something as simple as taking a nap or as, you know, we used to always laugh about as... They gave an, the example of playing online chess. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people very dearly that do still waste their time by playing online chess. So, not necessarily a morally bad thing, oh, right? No. But if it's robbing you of your desires right. for Christ, then it yeah, is a bad thing, right? Um, what stirs up your desires for Jesus that you need to? include this next week. Mm. I liked this one because it it was more positive. <laughs> like what mm-hmm. what can you yeah. what's a positive thing that you can add mm-hmm. to to this week. So that was that was one to really that I liked thinking about throughout the week too of mm. w- what can I do here. Okay, uh, next question. Describe how you've related to others this past week. Have you treated others as more significant than yourself? Been forgiving, patient, irritable, angry, etc. So that was a good one, and mm-hmm. that one has you know gone through the different life stages with us. You know, maybe I it was when I was teaching and I was dealing with relating to my students and, or coworkers or the parents. You know, and then it changed into oh dealing with my spouse and my children. So um, 
that was a big question for us every week. And then one more, um, how did you see God's sovereign spirit rearranging the plans you had made this past week? Did you respond in faith? Yeah, I remember that being a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and that's another one that can have positive and mm-hmm. negative. You know, did right. maybe some weeks it was like, okay, I had this plan and it totally, you know, God's sovereign spirit mm-hmm. changed my plan for my week and I did not respond well. I didn't want to let it go or I noticed it. But then I trusted the Lord and I did respond well. Or I didn't at all plan for this thing, but the Lord brought it into my oh, week mm-hmm. and it was a blessing mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. There's so many different ways that some of these questions can go to. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, again, coming back to this, I, seeing the fruit over the years of accountability. Um, I'm thinking about like where we were when we asked these questions to each other mm-hmm. and it brings back a lot of memories, but... Um, there was a time when these questions, like we would have to write our own because things were changing or whatever. Um, and there was a time where we had to ask Erin a specific question about like what happened when Flu dropped her off at the end of a date before you guys were <laughs> married. Um, because you guys had set up like specific rules. Like he couldn't, was it, he couldn't walk you to your door. Okay. He couldn't come in. Yes. I had completely forgotten about this just because it was so long ago now. (laughs) But yes, um, I think it was he would just drop me off and I would walk to my door on my own, um, either when we were dating or engaged or maybe it was the whole – that whole year before we got married. Um, Yeah. And I do remember one time, actually, the night we got engaged – which it was New Year's Eve and we got engaged right at midnight. So it was a late night. And then that was in Dallas. And we came back to Fort Worth, had kind of a party with our friends. And then he took me home. So here it is, three or four in the morning. (laughs) I don't even know. Um, And he dropped me off at my apartment when we had had some ice. um, And I specifically remember walking from his car and slipping (gasps) on the ice, falling down completely, (laughs) checking my hand to make sure my brand new engagement ring did not fly off, (laughs) and him just sticking his head out the window, you okay? (laughs) So, Which sounds totally, you know, out of context. Somebody might be like, Wait, and you said you'd marry this guy? What a jerk. But in the context of spiritual growth and setting healthy boundaries and wanting to honor Mm -hmm. the Lord, that's the right thing. (laughs) He watched you. You know? You know, you guys had set up this thing. He watches you. He checks to make sure you're okay. Yes. And you were fine. And so there's no need to (laughs) do anything else. (laughs) And you still have your ring. Uh, Yeah. Everybody's right here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. How funny. Um, well, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for a lot of things, but I'm grateful that um, the Lord has allowed us to have accountability in general, but specifically for you guys. Um, and um, I just want to close by praying um, and thanking the Lord for His good work. Um, Lord, you are so creative and so good. Um, we know that you created us to be in relationship with you. Um, and that is ultimately where our growth comes from. And that is our most treasured and prized relationship is the one that we have with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you also created us to be in relationship with each other and that you provided 
women who believe and trust you to come alongside of us, um, to run the race of endurance with us as we seek to be more like you, to be made more like you by your spirit. Um, I'm grateful for um, the ability to look and see the good fruit that you have developed in our lives. And I ask humbly that you would continue to mold us into women who seek you first and who are willing to do the good, hard, and joyful work of holding each other accountable. And I ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.